episode 12. And there are 12 episodes, big deal. So we're kind of, a lot of our people that are watching say we're pumping them out pretty frequently. So, you know, we're, we're consistently trying to do two a week and that'll kind of continue as we kind of move forward. As we get closer to Mania, we'll probably pre-record some things uh, for when we're gone. And then when we come back, we'll do our review. Um, we are going to do the vlog, so we'll have some things going up, hopefully, when we come back as well. Uh, but welcome. It is Revolution Review, uh, another pay-per-view review for us. So this is always a fun time for us on the podcast. We review our picks. We see who wins the game. Uh, right now, we are at... And we didn't talk about this yet. We are at one and one, but are we going to do this as a collective or are we going to do AEW and WWE separate? Do you want to just do it as a collective as a whole or do you want to do it as one thing? Uh, I'd so probably Jersey. say collective. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fine. I would say yeah. so. So right now it's one to one and Sean has yet to pick up his first win yet. So maybe it'll be this weekend. Who knows? We have an interesting card. Only eight matches on the card, which is wild for an AEW pay-per-view. So... Unless they add matches on Rampage, as Chris has joked with us over the past couple minutes, that they could add some matches on Rampage. I don't think that's going to happen, so we'll see. But before we get into that, we'll go to Sean for the On This Day, and then I have some news and other things going on um, just from our last episode. So we have a few things to talk about. All right, so On This Day, March 2nd, we're going to take it back three years ago. It was a Monday Night Raw the Street Profits defeated Seth Rollins and Murphy in for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Ooh. And I'm not going to go through the full card, but Eric Rowan, do you guys remember back when he had that little cage? It was like the mystery object he had? Yes. I remember. He revealed the giant spider to No Way Jose during the backstage <laughs> segment. <laughs> and the main event, surprisingly, was um, a woman who we are actually coming across to is like a big fan now, Beth Phoenix. Gave a medical update to Edge on his injury. Ooh. Randy Orton came out. They had a nice little segment, and Randy Orton ended it by RKO on her. <laughs> God, Orton was Proud a menace that, in yeah, 2020, early 2020. Yeah, it's like not as bad as 2009, but yeah. No, close. Still the Viper. That's a good Two, day. 2009, yeah, 2009 Orton should have held, held the title at some point. For sure. Definitely. Um, so other news uh, around the wrestling community right now. So a few things about after WrestleMania. Uh, Cody named two people that he's actually interested in facing after WrestleMania. I don't know if you guys saw this yet, uh, but it's Edge yep. and Johnny Gargano. So thoughts right away. I'll let you guys jump into it first. Very happy with that. Gargano is a guy who's up and coming. And I mean, I don't see Cody putting him over at this point in his career, but this would really be good for Johnny Gargano's career to really like jumpstart his main eventing. And then who doesn't want to wrestle edge at this point in their career? I mean, the guy's putting on bangers at almost 50 years old. And I mean, I might be mistaken. Maybe edge and Cody Rhodes came face to face at some point earlier in Cody's career, but I don't remember this, to be honest. I don't remember either. But I mean, at this point in his career, like that that match would steal the show on any pay per view. Sure. So I'm down either for either one. Yeah, for Cody, uh, for those two opponents, you're gonna see two sides of it. I think Cody would have to play both the baby face and the heel for each opponent. So for Edge, the baby face, because Edge to me is a better heel than he is a baby face. And Johnny Gargano is a bona fide baby face. He's loved by the crowd and one of the most yeah. elite wrestlers. So. And I saw that he was talking about Edge as like um, back then a good leadership guy, like in the locker room. And he kind of looked mm -hmm. down at Cody as like a kid. So I remember Cody's like kind of poking fun as a joke that he's going to be telling him that I'm not a kid anymore. So seeing those feuds going would be excellent to see down the line. And another thing for after WrestleMania, uh, Finn Balor was in an interview either today or yesterday and said, uh, looking to add new members to Judgment Day. So I'm intrigued as to who that could be. So do you guys have any predictions on who you think the additions could be? Could it be someone from NXT? Could it be someone on main roster? I think uh, one of them is going to be Ciampa when he comes back from injury. And I think uh, he's a very yeah. good... Oh, sorry. No, go you ahead, go, Sean. Go, go, go. Yeah, I think when Ciampa comes back from injury, um, he's very good at kind of showing that heel side to him. And I think he would fit right in with Rhea, Damian Priest, Dominic, and Balor. Um, so that's definitely one name that comes to mind. The other ones are kind of up for grabs. Maybe Bronson Reed potentially down the line. But Ciampa right now is the first one that comes to mind in my head. 
First one that comes to my mind is an NXT guy. I would love Joey Gacy to be part of that group. I think he'd fit in perfectly. Like his aura in NXT is kind of that of the Judgment Day on the main roster. So I would love that. Champ is another guy who I thought of too because I wanted him in for a long time too. But I think they're going to start something with him and Gargano when he comes back as like a tag team. Um, So for me, I would love to see Joey Gacy, but I don't know if they're going to call him up yet. Another dark horse person, just because I think he's been like in a limbo, would be Cameron Grimes. Not to say he's necessarily a fit for them, but he's someone that's going to end up coming up, and I don't know what he's going to do, if he's just going to go single or what's going to happen. So he'd have to change his character a lot, so I don't think that necessarily fits, but someone to take a look out to for that, for sure. A couple things about WrestleMania. think it could be another girl? Oh, yeah, potentially. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You know, Nikki Cross is an easy ad, in my opinion. You could do Nikki Cross. Right. Yeah, I, that's I what agree. I was thinking for girls. Definitely a good prediction there for Nikki Cross, if that's it. I, You know, they could they could go a couple different ways. Piper Nevin, I guess you could throw in there, maybe, potentially. Yep. It, it's it's an interesting one. I, I'm intrigued, because if they add do add people, it should be interesting. The other point... Maybe even Alexa is, Bliss, maybe. Alexa Bliss, too, potentially. Yeah. The other thing, I think she's more bound for Bray Wyatt, but who knows? Then again, who knows? Because I know she's taking time off again. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what's going on there. But um, the other thing is, like, in terms of WrestleMania, the outlook for Judgment Day, it seems like, you know, knock on wood, I don't know what's going to happen, and anyone can win the matches, but it seems like potentially they could be booked really well for WrestleMania and come away with W's. And then, you know, out of WrestleMania, you could really see the Judgment Day being like the legitimate faction. Not to say they're not right now, but, you know, top of the line type of stable going into the new year um, after WrestleMania. So I think that could be really interesting. Right. I could see Rhea being the women's champ and a couple of them being tag champs. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. Like an evolution type thing. Yeah, and I think Balor could eventually get a title shot if they split the titles. I think that could be potential. Even if they don't, I think you could potentially get a title shot. Yep. Whether he wins or not is is one thing, but yeah, good stuff there. So two <laughs> two interesting things on the more interesting side of WrestleMania. So one, they kind of have to do with each other. Uh, Brock Lesnar denied the reports where he denied a match with Bray Wyatt and accepted a match with Omos. Uh, I don't know how you all feel about it. I think we are very similar in the sense that We've kind of talked about it before, too. We're not huge fans of the, of the match. I thought it was interesting that, you know, I understand people have to say it's difficult to work with Bray Wyatt, but uh, to work with Omos over Bray Wyatt is a little bit of a stretch. Um, yeah. The other thing is, in terms of Brock Lesnar versus Omos, the rumor this week is Vince basically booked the match. And he had a lot of influence. A lot of people seem to be jumping on the bandwagon saying that is true. So whether that's true or not, who the hell knows, but it does smell like Vince, reek of Vince, and, and all of Vince above. But, you know, whatever. Maybe Brock will do some crazy shit to him, like he did in the Roman match, like something stupid. I don't know. I have no interest in the match, but who knows. So those are two things. I mean, I thought the, the denial of Bray Wyatt was interesting. Yeah, I felt like as far as a denial of Bray Wyatt, I feel like Bray looks at it. Sorry, Brock looks at Bray as like, you know, he's more of like the cartoonish, like little kid games. And I feel like Bray is someone that like Brock doesn't appeal to. Yeah, he was shit. And like his hit, and his, his style is like Brock's a, Brock's a, you know, <laughs> Brock's a menace. Brock goes into every promo. Like, I mean, he's funny, like he's very entertaining, but he's for the most part, is it wants an opponent where it's like you want to wreak havoc, where there's going to be brawls and like people going through a table. Bray Wyatt kind of just shows up on a teleprompter with the Firefly Funhouse. And I, and also as far as the booking, the other part of him picking Omos, agreeing to that is because I think he looked at it like, all right, Vince is booking this. And I saw a report that he will listen to anything that Vince books. So assuming that's the case. Now, obviously, not confirmed or anything. And I would assume that Triple H was the one that booked Bray Wyatt, like pitched the idea to Brock about that one and denied it. So who knows? I feel like it's a lot of pettiness amongst Brock and like Triple H because how Triple H has been booking him. But at the same time, he deserves it because Brock has not been giving us anything like fun worthy. Yeah, Brock, like he definitely respects uh, Vince like too much to go against whatever Vince suggests, which I think plays like a big role in Brock Lesnar's career just because I remember when Vince like first retired, 
Brock walked out of SmackDown and he did come back. Like the report was that he walked out when Vince retired and said, if he's gone, I'm gone. And then he did come back and he's worked a steady schedule ever since. And what Sean said makes sense is Bray Wyatt doesn't appeal to Brock Lesnar because Brock won't be able to cut those funny promos with Bray. It just like won't work those two together promo wise. I think in ring, it would be fine. It would be better than Brock and Omos. Um, so, I mean, I just, I can see why like Brock would pick Omos over Bray. I'm not happy with it. I don't think any of us are happy with it. We wanted Brock and Bray at Mania 32, didn't get it then. And now we're not getting it at 39. So it's pretty aggravating, but it definitely has Vince written all over it. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, just to kind of play into this too. So uh, the Bray Wyatt promo on Raw, I have to bring it up now. It was was very uh, (laughs) dumb, but funny. (laughs) It had me laughing. I was confusing at first. Telling him to shake his ass and stuff like that, yeah. (laughs) I... uh, It was really I remember weird. I sent it to you guys immediately on Snapchat. Know. I'm like, no, I'm like, this is the stupidest ever, but I'm like, I gotta send this to these guys on Snapchat and it just is, to see like their reaction to this one. Yeah, it's something that I don't know. I the creativity is there, but that threw me for a loop on what the fuck was going on. So who knows about I feel like that also had Vince written too. all over it. Yeah, maybe. I don't think Triple H would have booked a promo like that with Bray. I one hundred percent I think Vince booked that whole entire show. <laughs> minus the uh, Cody Rhodes and Gable match and then maybe the Street Profits one as well. Yeah. Having yeah, um Trish Gable, that's a good segue. That's yeah. a good segue. Sorry to cut yeah. you off, Sean. Uh no you're Gable, good. What the news about Chad Gable right now is he's being set up for a singles run. And I think we're seeing that with the maximum male models taking Otis under their <laughs> wing or he's gonna be more of the comedic person. Uh, I guess there's an issue with it because Gable and Otis don't necessarily want to split up because they've been friends for a long time. And they're, you know, happy they're on television a lot. Get the fuck away from Otis. Let's be very, very frank and upfront with it. Gable is, in terms of wrestling, he's a main event wrestler. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he's done some great promo work too. So he can definitely have a, at least a mid-card title run. Uh, under his belt if he gets the fuck away from Otis it's easier said than done I guess if you're friends but Otis yeah. sucks uh and no love for him here <laughs> I have never yep. liked him so nope but yeah so that's that's some news too and then uh inductee first inductee so this is some exciting news I don't know if you guys saw this this is pretty recent within the last hour or so but Stacy Keebler is the first inductee for the Hall of Fame this year so congrats right. to Stacey Keebler. Those long We're, legs walking in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, some of the stuff with Stacey Keebler, you know, I think us as when we were younger, all the uh, 90s babies understand the Stacey Keebler uh, fandom. Uh, all the I stuff also want to boys. I also want to <laughs> point out the fact that she is responsible for the greatest Vince McMahon meme of all time. Very true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The one where he's dropping in the chair. Yeah. Is his personal assistant. Fantastic. You're hired, um, so Stacy. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> congrats to Stacy Keebler. Uh, you know, was part of Water our childhoods, but um, congrats. I'm hoping this class is headlined by Batista. I think it will be, but I'm not too sure. Maybe we'll see. If they don't, I'll be surprised who the other headliner is, to be fair. So hopefully yeah. they have some other good people um, going in this year, but congrats to Stacy Keebler. Let's hop into the Raw review. What do you guys have to say about Raw besides the Bray Wyatt fucking dance? <laughs> had some highs and had some lows. So the Cody and Gable match was excellent. The Cody's That Cody cutter was probably the best one I've ever seen him do. And Gable sold, um, was um, was the finisher he did, um, the crossroads at the end. That was one of the best sells he ever did. So Gable yeah. is long, just like we are just touching base on, is long overdue for a singles run. So Looks like as soon as he gets neck. away from Otis... Yeah, that was crazy. The Street Profits versus um, Solo and Jimmy was really good. Made event I thought was disappointing. Um, the I thought it was going to end out the predictability with um, you know Lita and Becky winning the match. I felt like that was going to happen. They were going to go on to WrestleMania and face Shayna and Ronda. Maybe that's not confirmed yet, but that's kind of the direction they're headed. Other than that, pretty much garbage. 
Bobby Lashley <laughs> and Bray Wyatt stuff, Vince McMahon booking, and then everything else wasn't really appealing to me. Yeah. So I would give and it, I would say maybe a four out of 10, five I out of 10. Before, before we get to Chris, I think the bigger question is what, where does this leave damage control at all for WrestleMania if they get cut out of this? Leaves them off the card. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, unless they still do a triple threat for the tag yeah. titles and throw them in there. But and that leaves I, Bailey off the card. We're fatal four way. In a singles match. Yeah. Do we you see, could do I, I, Trish, right? I feel like. I feel like at this point they're going to do a triple threat tag match at Mania and then have Bailey and Trish in a singles match. It just makes Probably. the most sense to me. Probably. And I, I don't see why else they would bring Trish back if she's not going to have a match at WrestleMania. That's true. Yeah. If they also, do the three on three, that means the titles won't be defended either. And that, and that means, means Ronda, Ronda and Shayna are off the right. card. Right. Also, I also want to point out, like you mentioned in the group chat, how do you guys feel after watching, like evaluating Leah's performance? Like, was it worthy for her to get a WrestleMania match? Was it a mistake for her to come back? Or what's kind of your takes on it? She's past her prime. Uh, yeah. Way past her prime. If uh, this, not to yeah. say anything bad, but... Because um, I really like Lita. But, you know, and she probably wrestles for someone that's good. I don't know how old she is, 50? But, you know, is it that's another question that we had last week about part timers coming back just to steal a WrestleMania match from someone that's worked all year for it. And she's one of the people, no offense, but Bailey obviously deserves a a WrestleMania match over over Lita. Yeah, I understand what she's done in the past, but I also think. You know, that can only carry you so far. And if you can't put on good quality, especially if you're going to have shorter matches, uh, the shorter amount of matches, not Mm -hmm. shorter matches, but. You know, if you have 12 matches, every one of them, besides maybe one or two, should be good matches. So if you're adding more people to the card that can't put on good matches, you're going to be in trouble. Um, So yeah, that's kind of my take on it. I really feel like not having Ronda and Becky in a singles match like hurt a lot of their booking for for women's, women's this WrestleMania. Because that was the match that was planned for all along. And now... Who didn't want the match? Becky didn't or Ronda Becky, didn't? Yeah, Becky, Becky went to management and um, right. kind of went against the idea. So I don't now, even care who didn't want it, to be honest. So now they have all these different women all over the place that are probably going to get on the card that probably shouldn't get on the card. But also, if this is like, you know, Triple H's era of creative, why are these older women being brought back for what reason what does it do it doesn't do anything triple h loves elevating the younger girls and i think wrestlemania is the stage for that and now he's bringing back lita and triple uh and trish i mean this has vince written all over it too for me at least yeah we kind of know what direction they're in right now like who's controlling what at this point i mean not confirm i'm not going to put that out there to the universe because obviously i don't know for sure but it just seems very fishy the last three weeks of how raw's been booked we it's were been hard had to very watch. high hopes. Yeah, we've had very high hopes for WrestleMania and a good season of booking going into WrestleMania. One thing that's a positive, right? We did see, though I guess the one, not the one positive from Raw, uh, but Roman Reigns and uh, Cody Rhodes will be in the ring together for the first time Finally. in the feud. Finally. That's been going on for weeks now, and uh, <laughs> one person's been absent, so... Uh, Friday tomorrow night we should be getting well it'll be tonight when you're when you're watching this but you should be getting uh, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns in the ring finally and it has you know the Usos involved and we'll see what's going on there's a lot of story there that there is to play with so that'll be exciting for Smackdown too yeah so it was a decent another another show that I guess was decent but not great I would edge on like Sean said maybe like a four out of ten for me yeah uh, nothing too crazy. They still haven't given me like a lot of the worthwhile story. Another thing, where is the Dom? I mean, the Dominic and Rey Mysterio stuff is starting to heat up. Heat that up a little bit more. Some of these yeah. singles matches that we like really care about story wise that have been happening for a while, those are the ones you really need to highlight. Like the Ray and Dom story, I, I appreciated them doing stuff on SmackDown last week. Yeah, um, I thought the stuff with Ray. You know, not being able to hit him, I thought that was good. But keep going with that now. Like, we need to get more and more because it seems like we get a little bit here or there for some of these feuds that are like solo feuds. I wouldn't be surprised right. if Ray doesn't even lay a finger on him until Mania. I was just going to say that. 
he I feel like he's not going to touch him until WrestleMania. I think that's a smart way of booking, honestly. It, it would make sense for Ray's character. Um, and what I'll say is they have not a ton of pressure, but again, if there's 12 matches, if there's six or seven matches a night, they got to put on a good match. I'm expecting, I mean, I know Ray will, but I'm expecting Dominic to, to pick up his game, especially wrestling his dad. You know, he's got to put the work in for this match too, if he's going to get on there. So who do we think wins? Yeah, who... I think Don, <laughs> uh, I got Ray. I got I Ray, Ray too, I think. I think Ray wins, but I wouldn't be surprised if Dominic wins either. Yeah. Only because like, I feel Ray would be fine with putting him over. Obviously, I think if Ray does put him over, then Ray needs to like at least beat him down like badly before Mania to get momentum going into it to make it believable. Where if Dominic gets all the advantage and upper edge, it's just like, well, what was that for then? I agree, but I hope that match is good because I actually am looking forward to that match very much. So I am too. Yeah, I think it'll Um, be good. Yeah, I think it'll be really good. So I think it's time. We have a lot of stuff to talk about about AEW, so let's uh, switch gears from the good old WWE playground to AEW. So AEW, some good stuff on the go-home show for Revolution, I'll be honest with you. So uh, Brian Danielson had a fantastic pay-per-view, uh, pay-per-view, uh, fantastic promo. He did. Uh, you know, really getting into MJF a lot, and I really appreciated it. Uh, it was also a promo. I hate when people swear to just get cheap crowd reactions, but that seemed very organic and in the moment, which I really appreciated. I think when MJF does it too, like it's very organic. It's not to get cheap heat or a cheap pop. Like when Roman Reigns or Cena used to swear, I was like, okay, you guys are doing this for one specific reason. Not Roman yeah. now, but Roman before. It was like, okay, go get yourself a cheap pop. These are like very good and very genuine. So I thought that promo was really good. And I think that story has been really good in terms of getting to your title match. And, you know, I, I, again, I want to give AEW credit where it's deserving because I think, you know, we've, we've had a lot of questions about their stories. So that's a really good one. Uh, the ladder match was very entertaining. Also very alarming for some of the spots. Oh God. (laughs) I do. I I had to hold back in the in the group message. I'm like, I just want to like unleash how great that was. But I'm like, I'm gonna hold back. I don't yeah. want to spoil anything. That so, was so good. The spot that they he was running the ropes and did the uh like senton backflip, whatever he was doing, that was yep. wild. And I there was a specific one that was, was like Sammy, very Gu- Sammy Guevara. Dub. Sammy Guevara's spot yeah. was good. Oh yeah, the Jeff Hardy. That was that was very good. Pretty much an homage to Jeff Hardy. The action Andretti on the ladder yes, was a very scary yeah. moment. They seem like something fucked up there. That's a like mm-hmm. tough move to do. So I was like, oh god, please don't be hurt. There like wasn't um, enough room. His feet were hitting. Yes, the thing above the ring. They didn't give him enough space. <laughs> it was very uh, yeah skeptical to say mm-hmm. the least. But good match. Yeah. And a good outcome, and I think that leads to part of our predictions too. So Powerhouse Hob won. And I think he was due. He hasn't won a match in a little while, so I think he was due a win. I would have been fine with a few people, but if they're probably going to just lose the TNT title match that they have next week on Dynamite, I don't think it really matters, to be fair. Right. So that was fine. Some good performances. Takeshka, he's he's a very good uh, very good wrestler, so I'm I'm very intrigued to see more of him. I think the biggest thing for him would be to get a manager to have him talk for him or something like that. Don Callis was actually in his, I guess they might do a storyline with him and he was watching the ladder match and he seems to be involved with Takeshka. So if that's the case, Hey, that would be a great manager for him. Don Callis can talk for days. Yeah. So that would be really yes, cool. He can. And then what else happened? So they, they did some more stuff with, uh, they had a promo with Jamie Hader and Britt Baker. That was fine. That match is just a nothing match to me, which we'll talk about. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's hop into our predictions. So we're going to, again, how we do this is we go one by one. There are eight matches, so we will put confidence points, how confident we are in specific matches based on that. And we will go through each match and assign a specific number to them, one through eight. We will take results, and if we get the match right, we get that amount of points. 
And also on AEW this week, uh, the House of Black interrupted the Elite's entrance. Like the it went pitch black, mm-hmm. and then they attacked them and they were holding up the titles. Stupid. So nothing too crazy. There hasn't been a huge <laughs> build for that match, to be honest. Uh, they need a little bit more. And then the Ricky Starks, Chris Jericho had a match, and uh, that story has been really good. So I'm very excited for that match too. So let's go first with Christian Cage challenging Jungle Boy. Uh, no holds barred match. So we are going into this match. Interesting, and I know they had a promo as well this week for uh, uh, Jungle Boy in the, it seemed like the graveyard or whatever he was doing, he was burying Christian, yeah. he had his name on the tombstone. Uh, what are we thinking about this match? And then uh, we'll go through the confidence points. So I'll, let's go to uh, Chris first. I actually have loved every second of this feud. Uh, it was too bad that Christian got hurt for a period of time because they had to stall it. And I was really looking forward to their match at the last pay-per-view until Christian got hurt. So I'm glad he's healthy now for this match. I have Jungle Boy for a one in this match. I do think Christian could win, though, and extend the feud even longer, even though it's already been almost a year. (laughs) But based off Christian attacking him pretty much every week and going over every week, I see Jungle Boy coming out with a win. So I have Jungle Boy for a one. Sean, how about you? Yeah, very similar to Chris. I have Jungle Boy for two, though. And I love how they've been booking this like feud. It's kind of the, the epitome of like long term booking of how like personal they've been like they've been taking personal shots like having families involved. Yeah. Um, a lot of the Christian attacks are basically part of the reason that influenced me to pick Jungle Boy. I think he needs to go over on this one, but I'm not confident because I can see Christian going over as well. But so another Jungle Boy good for story too, which I appreciate is yeah. this story. Chris is right; it has been a lot of good there. promo work. Definitely. Christian is very good on the mic. Like mm-hmm. I think he's one of those wrestlers that is very underrated, and his mic skills definitely help. I think anyone that he's with in terms of younger talent in AEW. I was confident in this match. I have Jungle Boy for eight. I am very confident wow. he's gonna win. Wow. <laughs> Sean, yeah. the look on your <laughs> face. Yeah, Sean's a little wow. surprised. <laughs> so yeah, the, the AEW pay-per-views are always harder to pick for me than the Wick, WWE Wicked. ones. I don't know what it is because. I think it's because I don't necessarily like know every single little detail about everything. I know enough, but I, I think they also their booking decisions sometimes just are questionable. So, yeah, I'm very confident in Jungle Boy though. So Jungle Boy with an eight. Alrighty. The next match, yeah, I'm going for it. <laughs> the next match, uh, the Elite versus the House of Black for the trios titles. This one for me, I was not as confident in. Uh, and I also am playing into the fact that, you know, could the, the Elite lose the titles? I'm not sure if they'll lose him yet. Maybe they will. Uh, give me the Elite for one. I I am not sure if they're going to win. I am not sure if they're going to lose. I am questioning everything about it. I, I You know, I could easily have picked the House of Black here. So I'm going with the Elite, but I am not confident. I also am not confident in this match at all. I wish there was a lot more booking with this match. It's pretty unfortunate because you have two of the best trios teams in the world, and there's been really nothing between the two to get this feud going. I could have went the safe route and picked the elite, but I have House of Black for two. I think... Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and the other big dude, whatever his name is. What's his name? Brody King. Oh, Bro- Brody, Brody King. King. Those three, I think, need the championships. I don't think True. that they can afford a loss here. I think the elite can take a loss at any time and it really doesn't make a difference for them or their career. But I think the House of Black needs this. Maybe the elite does go over on this one and then House of Black comes back and wins it at an- another point. But I think this is their chance. So I originally picked the House of Black, but I flipped back to the Elite because of the news that Tony Khan was utilizing the nine-month clause for Kenny Omega. And what better way to try and sway him to stay with AEW than continue rewarding them with the, their title run with the Elite? And the fact that um, you no, know, the House of Black attacked them yesterday when they like the lights went out, 
they got the upper edge on it. So that's another reason why I'm going with the elite on this one. I think they will drop the titles very soon at some point, maybe the next two or three months. But for now, I think they're going to continue with the feud. I just don't think there's enough there either side to really sway me one way or the other, which was disappointing. Yeah. Uh, the match itself will obviously be good. I'm not worried about that. It probably uh, next could be match, the match of the night. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> the it probably could, ring. to be honest. And yeah, like I mean, too, the, too much, the mat, too much the, talent. The people in the match, yeah, is incredible. Yeah. Uh, next match, Jamie Hayter, Soraya, Ruby Soho. Uh, three-way triple threat match for the women's title. Jamie Hayter for five. I don't think either of them can beat Jamie Hayter. If they do have someone beat her, it would be Soraya to have the heel champion. I know they kind of switch roles now with Hayter being the face. I really love Jamie Hayter. So, you know, I see her sticking around a little bit longer for a women's women's championship run. Yeah, I also have Jamie Hayter for five. Um, and I agree with you. Soraya is probably going to be the one to take that championship at some point, but I see that happening in a singles match, not in a triple threat. So I'm there with you. This match really doesn't do that much for me. I think it will be a good match in ring, but I think this one it is a little bit more predictable. I have Jamie Hayter for five. I have Hayter for seven. This one is kind of a no-brainer. I don't feel like either of them are also ready to take that title from her. Ruby is good, but I just feel she's kind of just like this a third wheel and it's kind of just like a filler at this point. Soraya will probably get the title at some point down the line, but this buildup hasn't really done much for me to convince me that there's going to be any title change anytime soon. I think it was a mistake flopping the faces and the heels and the rivalry with Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter now being face, and then Tony Storm and Soraya being heels. Soraya yeah. can play a heel a little bit better than Tony, but I right. think Tony's a little bit lost in this and, and not in her element. I agree. So I'm not a huge fan of that. So I, I hope they kind of ditch that at some point, but who knows? Uh, next match, Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Another great uh, story-based feud. And the JAS is banned from ringside. So Ricky Starks, uh, Chris Jericho, I am repping the new Ricky Starks shirt today. And he is my pick. i picking Ricky Starks, and I have him for seven. I'm pretty confident in this match that Ricky Starks goes over. The only problem with that is it is Chris Jericho, so he does have a chance to win probably every match that he's in. Uh, but give me Ricky Starks for seven, and I actually think, hopefully, uh, it'll be Chris Jericho's one of his better matches somewhat recently. So I have Chris Jericho for four. I picked Chris Jericho for four because he is Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ricky exactly Starks, right. Ricky Starks, he had a, a fantastic 2022. Don't get me wrong. His 2023 is off to a good start too. I think that Ricky Starks can afford a loss and it won't affect him as well with the crowd. And Chris Jericho is just so over <laughs> all the time. Um, I think this match will be one of his better ones in ring because Ricky's going to carry that match. But somehow I see Chris Jericho winning dirty, not clean. Maybe it's holding the ropes. Maybe the ref gets hit. He takes a chair or something. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't see Chris. I don't see um, Chris Jericho winning clean. So I think he wins dirty, and I have Chris Jericho for four. I got Ricky for four. And I think on the other end, I think Jericho is going to be the one that can't afford a loss here because Jericho's at the point of his career where he can just put over anybody and it doesn't affect him at all because he's Chris Jericho. Yeah. Um, Ricky, the fact that he got attacked yesterday from JAS and the fact that he's been campaigning for this, like no interference, everything, this is a time where I think he gets over in Jericho. Nice, clean victory. Hard-fought battle. Um, I think he goes over here. Then the rivalry will continue. I think Jericho will show up next Dynamite, have a hissy fit. They'll cut another great promo together like they always do, and then just continue on for maybe another match or two. Good points. Uh, next match is Samoa Joe versus Wardlow for the TNT title, the title that has been somewhat worthless over the past few months, <laughs> we could say the least. Yep. Um, so... I got Wardlow winning, and I'm pretty confident in that, too. Give me six for Wardlow. 
<laughs> I, I again, these AEW pay-per-views, I have no idea, but I don't see Samoa Joe winning. And I also think this plays into Powerhouse Hobbs still has a lot of unfinished business with Wardlow. So I think they get their match next week after the pay-per-view. So give me Wardlow for six. I don't think he's someone that's going to come back and get a loss right away. I don't think it's necessary. I don't even think Samoa Joe should be champion right now. So who knows? Uh, they're going to toss this title again to someone else, I think, though. Yeah, I agree. I have Wardlow for three. And based off the same reason, Powerhouse and Wardlow, they have unfinished business, which will wrap up probably next week on Dynamite. And agreed, Samojo should not have that championship right now. It's been absolutely useless for probably the past three or four months. And this feud between someone, Samoa Joe and Wardlow needs to come to an end with Wardlow coming out on top. So I have Wardlow for three. I have Wardlow for one. And like you guys mentioned, that title just has been worthless. It's been Darby Allen, Samoa Joe, Wardlow. Like it's just been tossed around. Like it doesn't even seem like there's any meaning behind it at all. I think also that Warlow, if he wants to be that upcoming guy, like they were, there were talks that he could be potentially the next guy that can go over to WWE and make a big name for himself. So he needs a victory here and then just go on to bigger and better things at this point. Cause Samoa Joe is kind of holding up the division at this point of his career. I yeah. think Tony Khan absolutely fucked up with how he booked Wardlow. Uh, yes. To me, Wardlow was extremely like white hot. And then he ended up losing, which was an absolute mistake. So I think having him win back here, I don't think it's going to win back his, his hot again. Like you got to no. book him differently now moving forward. This is something I'll get into too eventually, but, and I'm sure we'll talk about, but uh, Tony Khan needs to hire an actual creative team. Because him being head honcho, general manager, CEO, booker, is not working. Like, that's too much responsibility for one person. WWE doesn't do that. Other wrestling companies don't even do that. He just has a problem letting go of control, which I understand you want to have control. You can still have control, but it's making your storylines and those things suffer. I saw a meme today. He books AEW like he's playing SmackDown versus Raw 2008. And it's something that is quite frustrating. So who knows? We'll see moving forward. But I, I think that needs to change. The next match, uh, <laughs> Hangman Page versus John the Murder Bloody Moxley. Uh Oh, God. Another match, number four between them. And just a coincidence, I have a four on Hangman. Give me Hangman Adam Page to win this match. Another match, honestly, I think could honestly go either way, I guess. Knowing them, I, I don't remember what the series is at right now between them. Um, I think Hangman's up 2-1. I don't remember off the top of my head. But give me Hangman uh, to win this match, and I think hopefully this feud is finally over. It's It's been good, but I also like four times in the same feud is, is a lot for anyone. So give me Hangman uh, for four. This match is going to be brutal. It's going to be bloody. These guys are going to beat the crap out of each other. When they get in a ring together, they look like they're actually trying to fucking hurt each other. <laughs> which is yeah. which is what yeah, i like about army. it it looks real <laughs> they, yeah exactly they, it looks very real so i respect that that those two have chemistry in the ring i think they probably and... hate each other in real life who knows <laughs> <laughs> and they they produce i have hangman page for a six um okay. i think he needs a win here and i think this win in a texas death match against john moxley will do a lot for him and maybe put him back in into a main event at some point so I have Hangman I also, for six. I also don't think Moxley gets affected by taking a loss either. No, not at all. So Especially to pick... a guy like Hangman, who yeah, is just exactly. as brutal as he is. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to piggyback off of what you said, Chris. Um, so I think Hangman is going to win for five. And I think this win is going to be the next opponent for um, the winner of well, the main event, which we're going to get into afterwards. So I think he's going to be next in line for that belt. Like you guys said, this match is going to be bloody. It's going to be vicious, brutal. Moxley may lose half his body weight of blood in this match. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to he it. I love Moxley. For God's sakes. 
Yeah. Exactly. Like I know a lot of people like in the community that are hardcore wrestling fans, like they have mixed reviews on like, you no, know, there's too much blood in AEW. There's not enough blood. If you are a fan of like the old school of this, you will stay tuned for this match. You will be thrilled with the outcome of this one. So give me Heyman for five. Uh, next match is the fatal four-way match for the tag team titles. You have the champions, the guns, you have the acclaimed. You have Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, and you have Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Uh, I would have been fine with this just being a solo tag match between the Acclaimed and the Guns again, uh, but you had to add Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal in there. I fucking hate Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Jay Lethal's a good wrestler, but they don't do anything for me. Uh, I love Orange Cassidy. I do not care about Danhausen. I know a lot of wrestling fans do love Danhausen for some reason. Uh, for entertainment or whatever it may be, I don't care. Because uh, they shouldn't be in the match. Because he's a character. Because he's a character, basically. That's why. Cool. Really. That's fine. Uh, give me the guns retaining for two. I'm not as confident in them. I think the acclaim could easily win back the titles, but I did pick the guns to retain for two. I have the guns for seven. <laughs> I'm big on the guns. Honestly, I really am. Okay. And. I don't see the point of the acclaim dropping the titles just to win them back at the next pay-per-view. And I don't see the tag titles going to Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal or Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. If the titles do go to them, so help me God, their tag division is in trouble. (laughs) So I'm going with the brothers. I got the guns for seven. I have the guns for six. Wow, you guys are way more confident than I am. Yeah, the fact that they've only had the belts for like a very short period of time, um, I don't see the acclaim winning the titles immediately right back because that would be a terrible booking decision. Then again, it's Tony Khan, so he could just book it exactly just right. like the TNT, just like the TNT belt where it just sits tossed around every other week. Yep. But yeah, like the other tag teams in it, like Dan Howes and Orange Cassidy, no. Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> Jay Lethal, it's like, no, what are we doing here? So guns, I'm very confident for this one. Guns for six. And then we move into our main event, event. our 60-minute Iron Man match. Uh, Brian Danielson challenging the champion MJF. This match is, is going to be very good. It'll show, I think, people how good of a wrestler MJF is. I do think MJF, like, you know, he doesn't wrestle a ton anymore on, like, regular weeks, which is interesting. He mostly cuts promos now, which understandable but you could be in action from time to time but uh danielson came out with a great promo last night like i said really really passionate and this feud has been really passionate i have mjf for three the only you know i i do still think mjf will win i just think uh with the build you know an unpopular opinion brian danielson like has not been AEW champion and and when is he or if he is ever going to be AEW champion so if they keep putting him up, it seems like wrong place, wrong time for most of his title matches. Uh, he was against Kenny and, you know, Hangman, I believe he had a match with when he was champ. It seems like he's 100% at the wrong place in the wrong time. Creates great feuds with people, but he's not going to win. It seems like he's not going to win the title. Um, and if he does, it's going to be way down the line. So I don't know. He's going to go to part time, I'm pretty sure, soon. So I'm not sure what's going to happen with that, but give me. I have MJF winning for three. I agree with you. I have MJF. I have him for an eight. I'm my most confident in that match. <laughs> and it's, it is unfortunate that Daniel Bryan, this is now going to be his third feud for an AEW world championship and he's going to lose. It's just like, like you said, wrong place, wrong time. And in my opinion, he probably should have won it by now. I think he's somebody who could boost their ratings. If he's an AEW champion, putting on feuds with other guys, like if him and Moxley fought for the title, I mean, I think something people would have wanted is him and Punk for the title at some point. That will get you ratings right there. But I think MJF is just too good right now. He's the best thing that they have going in AEW. And I I do think it would hurt AEW if Daniel Bryan took the title off him right now. So I have MJF for eight. I also have MJF for eight. And he's the guy right now for the company. So if you take that belt from immediately, you are in a world of trouble. And the build has been absolutely excellent. They've gone, they've been taking personal shots at each other. Daniel Bryan, even, you know, this past Wednesday, he brought up the fiance, like took a shot at the fiance situation. 
this has been a feud that I've always wanted to see down the line. It is disappointing, though, that, like you guys mentioned, Brian Danielson has been taking L after L in the championship matches. I remember when, on Dynamite, they had a match, him and Kenny, the pop of the crowd, when they had that match, um, it's like, I thought down the line that this is going to lead to Daniel Bryan have a nice title run. But unfortunately, just the wrong place, wrong time for um, him. I think it's going to be a brutal match. And I do think there's going to be interference at the end, which will get MJF to go over on him. So it doesn't make him, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, look bad. But I do think at the end of that, MJF is going to come out on top and continue his title reign. Who is the interference? It's a good question. I don't have that, but I think someone will get involved. I don't know who it's going to be yet, but I think I don't see. Brian Danielson losing clean to MJF after all the bad blood that's been swayed throughout this whole entire feud. Maybe the we'll ring say. or something else. Maybe he just does like a maybe right. or a low blow. How many ref spot? How many falls do do you guys see happening in this match? Is it going to be like WWE where there's twelve, or could there <laughs> be one? <laughs> I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to say I'm probably. Gonna I'm going to say four, four or five. Two to one. Two to one. I was MJF. I was thinking two to one as well. I could see one nothing. I could. I, I could, I could see them go the distance and maybe even have to go overtime. Yeah. I hope they book Daniel uh, Brian Danielson strong, regardless of what happens. So that's the hope out of yeah. this match. He still looks strong, which I don't think he won't. Yeah. So we'll kind of take it from there. Uh, last right. minute thoughts. I mean, the pay per view should be really good. We're very excited for this one. It it's going to. Usher in also a new time for AEW in terms of having smaller cards. That's also because mm-hmm. you have a 60-minute Iron Man match, but you know, sucking down your pay-per-view a little bit will help in terms of like the watchability too, because some matches, you know, they just don't deserve to be on there and shouldn't be on there. So this one I think every match deserves its spot. So I think that'll be exciting. And then, yeah. you know, we have SmackDown this Friday. The other thing I want to mention as switching gears a little bit from the the revolution any last thoughts before i switch gears about revolution i think it's going to deliver their pay-per-views always do i mean we've got together now for over a year of AEW pay-per-views we order every single one and we've never been disappointed with a AEW pay-per-view so i'm excited yeah Yeah, going down at the car at the bare minimum seven out of the eight matches are going to be bangers so i'm very pumped up to see um, what they're going to have in store for us I think, so switching gears too, I want to talk just a quick minute about a couple of things, uh, just random things, but NXT, we're Gigi Dolan fans here, at least me and Chris are. Uh, shout out to her promo this week on NXT, very, very good. Uh, on JC Jane, they're going to fight at Roadblock Incredible. next week. And hopefully it leads to their second match. I thought their first match would be at Stand and Deliver, but it seems like they're probably going to have a second match at Stand and Deliver, that's just my guess. Probably. Um, so that should be pretty exciting. And then um, moving forward, so what we're looking for in the future, next week we're going to do our AEW uh, Revolution review. And then we're also going to do part two of trivia. So trivia is going to come back next week. We're kind of getting into more of the WrestleMania season. We are four weeks away from yesterday, I believe. Well, four weeks away from today, we'll be in LA. Yeah. So will be arriving on the 30th of March, uh, hoping for some good weather, because I did see snow has happened in L.A. last week. So Let's fucking go L.A. She's a loop. <laughs> so um, my hope is that the weather brightens up a little bit as we go towards the end of this month, and we kind of uh, are able to kind of <laughs> have a good time when we're there and not freeze to death. Yeah, we're trying to yeah. hit the beach now. Exactly, yeah, no kidding. Beach, WrestleCon, a bunch of stuff. So we're looking Got forward to that. Got a lot in store. That. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so yeah, look forward to those next episodes next week. So we'll do the revolution review and then we may mix in something next Thursday, either a new top of the top segment or a, I think we'll do a top of the top segment. We'll kind of play around with what we got and then kind of go from there and then we'll probably do some other things. We'll have either one or two more trivias after that. I'm debating if I want to do three or four parts. I may do three of WrestleMania and then maybe do like a miscellaneous trivia about wrestling. I'm kind of playing with that idea too, so that would be pretty cool. Uh, so stay tuned for those. Again, follow us on social media, uh, MR Wrestling Pod on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, we'll be getting all of our stuff up again for video. And uh, yeah, keep us in the loop. But we got our new logo, so shout out to the new logo. 
as well. So it's a little bit more basic and a little bit more simple. And uh, anything else you guys want to say before we wrap up today? The YouTube is finally ready to go. Be expecting some YouTube videos to drop. I'll probably be editing some shorter segments, whether it's reels or just shorter YouTube videos for specific things, whether it was our Elimination Chamber review, our AEW preview, just like shorter videos for like, you know, trivia, stuff like that. So follow the YouTube, subscribe. It's Mount Rushmore Wrestling Podcast, and you'll be expecting some videos. Great. All right. Thank you, everyone. We really appreciate it. And you all have a fantastic day.